0: Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast that's dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And today's show, we have John Butchergrass from ESPN uh, with the NHL returning back to the network, uh, reached out to John and he was gracious enough to respond, went back and forth for uh, a little while, exchanging emails, trying to find the best time, was supposed to be yesterday, but uh, he got a little bit hung up, so it's a little bit delayed, but uh, we got a really. Really good talk in where we discussed quite a bit of things. So we are going to get to that uh, in just a few moments. But first things first, as always, follow the show on social media outlets. On Twitter, LOPN underscore Avalanche. On Instagram, search for Locked On Avalanche. And send any questions, comments, concerns, opinions to Avalanche at gmail.com. The YouTube followers, I uh, you've noticed that there hasn't been any uh, YouTube videos up yet. The reason for that is because the the room, or if you want to call it a studio where I, I do these shows, was getting remodeled. And everything that was behind me was getting like ripped apart and taken down, and I didn't really want to do a show with all that in the background. So uh, the, it's all done. And uh this is will probably be the the final show. I do have video of uh what you know John and I are, are discussing. So if I can get that it doesn't have all the fancy graphics like I typically have. And if the network is okay with it, with me putting it up there like that, I will. I've gotta clear it with them first. Or if there's a way I can get the graphics onto that video. I don't know. There's some work that has to be done. There's some efforting there that I need to to undertake. Uh if I can get it up to YouTube it will be there. If not, uh, the next show that we do should be YouTube ready, and uh, yeah, everything is is remodeled and done behind me, so it looks good. Um, so for for what we have today, yeah, uh, this is the great thing about podcasting because you can reach out to some people and they will respond, and that's exactly what Bucci did. So um, we we talk about a a lot of things here so we get into obviously the avalanche obviously uh you know espn getting nhl back and we kind of go into that what espn's plans are to expand the reach of the sport get more eyes on the sport of course we talk about chicken parm and uh how i kind of tie that into the colorado avalanche and it, it might not be too difficult to figure out with all the things that have been going on with a certain player and his diet on the Avalanche recently. And we talk about Jeopardy. Yeah, believe it or not, we talk about Jeopardy. So uh it was a fantastic, fantastic talk. And uh we're gonna get to it uh in just a minute, but I gotta get a couple ads in here and then we'll we'll skip right on over to to Butchugras. So uh first we want to bring up rockauto.com. And you know cars, they have a lot of parts. And your local chain store just cannot keep every part in stock. So why not head on over to rockauto.com? They have everything that you need. And the prices are exactly what you want them to be you can save time and money when using rock auto and why choose to spend 30 50 even 100 percent more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership rock auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years and the prices are reliably low for every customer they have everything you could need from brake parts to tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet go explore their easy to use website today Find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about a section? So they know that we sent you to them. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. Also brought to you by DirecTV Stream. And I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. It's DirecTV Stream. It brings... Your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more right now at directtv.com. That is directtv.com and Stream. All right, let's not wait any longer. Here it is, ESPN's John Bouchergross. All right, everybody, so welcome back. And as promised, uh, John Bouchergross is joining me today. Uh, reached out to him, and he was kind enough to respond back. And we're a day delayed, but uh, we are here. So uh, it's greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for doing this. Uh, and how, how are things going right now with... Uh, you and ESPN and kind of getting things ready for the NHL.
1: Yeah, doing good. Uh, You know, yesterday, uh, Monday, the 30th of August, we did some rehearsals. We flew in Ray Ferraro and Brian Boucher and A.J. Malesco, and just to kind of, you know, watch a game, watch a period on uh, television and just to kind of, you know, sit next to them and just to kind of get an idea. So the first game we do isn't one that's on TV, you know, uh, (laughs) Sean McDonough came down, Steve Levy, Bob was and the play-by-play guys. Well, we just kind of rotated all day long. Right. Uh, met with some of our uh, executives, and uh, and just kind of you know met, had dinner afterwards, and so just kind of get the ball rolling here as the you know the season's a, upon us in less than a month and a half. I so know. Good to and get
0: I, yeah, and 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 I saw the after uh, production dinner that you had, which. Obviously revolved around chicken parm, which I have to bring up and get it out of the way right away. Yeah. So the only the only way I can figure to, to connect this to like the avalanche is uh I'm sure you've heard of like the Nathan McKinnon diet recently. And have you had chicken parm with like the chickpea pasta at all? Is that something that you would would I mean, tackle?
1: I, I give anything a shot. That doesn't sound Delicious to me. Um, Usually, usually, want to end up getting chicken parm like last night. I'm really hungry, and I just want to make sure I have something that I like. Um, We worked all day and get really pretty hungry, and so I just want to get something I know is going to be somewhat filling you know, and uh, yeah. that I'll really enjoy. And so that's why I, I tend to go with that. And uh, as opposed to a piece of fish or something, that would just, <laughs> it's good. I like fish, but it wouldn't, like, wouldn't, you know, satiate me enough after a long I, day of work. I almost got a rib vibe. I was like, you know, I know I'm not probably gonna have a steak, when I get back home tomorrow. So yeah, so I went with the Parm and so did Ray Ferraro, Chicken Parm and Brian Boucher and A.J. Malesco, not pictured. Um, (laughs) So yeah, so it was was a good good way for the team to really congeal via Chicken Parm.
0: Absolutely. You can totally connect over a plate of Chicken Parm. So, uh, I mean, if you do go, you know, the pasta route that comes with it, don't don't ignore the chickpea pasta. It's not that bad. Uh,
1: uh, if I yeah. if that option's ever afforded to me in the future, I will I will think of you it, and I'll
0: get it. It's known as the uh, the chicken parmakinnon, as I think uh, uh-huh. I, I, I think that's what we call it. I just created yeah. that. So who I like knows? <laughs> uh, so the first thing that I wanted to talk to you about was a little bit self-serving because I grew up, you know, listeners here know that I grew up in upstate New York in the city of Schenectady. Um, and not that long ago, they pulled off, I, I mean, would you call it a miracle? I mean, they had a really good hockey team in union college and they won the, the national championship. You called the game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I know you have to be non-biased when you call these games, but you were, uh, if you weren't rooting for union, it, I mean, you, you, you were really excited calling that game. So what do you remember about that? Uh, you know, how was it really an upset because, you know, they, they have a lot of guys on the team that are playing in the NHL right now. Uh, kind of just your thoughts on reminiscing about that game and that team.
1: Yeah, looking back, I'm, uh, you know, I don't root for anybody, but it was just an amazing game, an amazing first period. Um, as it turned out, that Minnesota team, you know, some of the players didn't quite go on to have really good NHL careers, but certainly they got at least a cup of coffee and, and are there right obviously Shane spear was the best player on the ice that night plus seven seven years ago I think now in 2014 in Philadelphia mm-hmm. it was my second frozen four but yeah to have Matt Bodie and Shane at the same time and have a good goalie and you know Nate Lehman recruited a lot of that team he's now in Providence he would go on to win a national championship there that was uh, the following year in Boston huh. uh, so that was a that was pretty good feather in Nate's cap and um So yeah, so that team, like you said, talent-wise, might not have been a been an upset per se, but certainly for Union to get there to win one, we see how it's been since then. It's been, Mm. you know, they've really struggled, and uh, because you know it's tough. It's it's tough to recruit to a school like that. It's obviously high academic stature. You need a certain type of player, and. So, yeah, so it was a miracle in terms of the fact that they have one, you know, they have yep. a national championship and so many schools don't. And so to get that is pretty amazing for those players and certainly for the school and the students who were there at the time. So, yeah, from, a, from a micro standpoint, no, not really a miracle that they, they, they were a really good team and they were humming and they yeah. were an older team too. That's the thing they, they kind of set yeah. that blueprint Have 23, 24, 25 year old guys, um, men. And then when these first round picks, uh, second round picks of the Minnesota Gophers are eighteen and nineteen. That, that, that's tough to that's tough to beat man strength. So that exactly. was a was a good blueprint that they had established that others have copied since and have done well with.
0: Yeah, no, it, that was uh, for this this area was that was a huge huge thing. So yeah, um, and you did a awesome job calling that. So okay. um, so ESPN getting the NHL back. Uh, well, first of all, what, what is your role going to be? in this whole thing are you wearing many hats here or I'm what you
1: yeah we're in a few i'm going to do some play-by-play which i'm terribly excited about nice um and do an nhl game even just one would be an absolute dream come true so it'll be nice to start in october and j november doing some games as the uh the other play-by-play fellas uh, most of them are football announcers you know steve levy has monday night football so he needs he needs all week to prepare for that those, those are big obviously the biggest television show we have uh, at espn um outside of the national championship college football game mm-hmm. and occasionally the semifinals games. If the matchups are really good, those get huge ratings as well. Um, and so, you know, Sean McDonough, same thing and Bob was choosing. So, um, so I'm looking forward to that. I think I'm going to be hosting a, a weekly hockey show to be named later, to be yeah. named soon. So that's kind of cool. That should be on ESPN 2 kind of a once a week magazine type show, you know, E60 feel, vibe, maybe some other things. We're coming up with ideas that could become daily during the playoffs, I believe. So a show you can take on the road to the All Star weekend, which we'll have at ESPN uh, in the playoffs and the finals. So just a little, uh, a nice little vehicle, which I'm excited about. You know, I'll, I'll do some in the crease on ESPN Plus. That's our nightly wrap up highlight show. We show highlights of every game that night. That's on mm-hmm. ESPN Plus. Um, some raps, that's the person who appears in between periods. We call those raps um, where you say, you know, let's go out to the game, um, do the game, come back, first intermission. I have, you know, I have a couple studio guests, analysts, whoever they are, Kevin Weeks, Ryan Callahan, you know, Mark Messi and Chris Chelios when I do ESPN raps. Um, so, yeah, so I'll be doing a, a few, kind of all those things, which is, is which is kind of cool.
0: Awesome. Very good. And where were you or, or how, how much in, involved were you? Uh, with, you know, I, I, I don't know how they work with like negotiations and stuff like that, yeah. but were you kind of like not showing your excitement with, with, uh, yeah, Mitchell yeah. possibly coming back or were you kind of yeah. in the year saying like, bring it back, bring it back.
1: Well, we, we kind of knew that we we're in the hunt that we definitely want like two years out, you know, we did the world cup a few years back. And um, so then, you know, about a year, you know, two years out, one year out, it was pretty sure we were going to do something. You never know for sure. Then the pandemic hit. Then yeah. my fear was like, oh no, the executives are going to reset, can't spend money on everything. Maybe they're not going to be all in on hockey as much anymore, because you just don't know how it affects every business. Right. And then, and then it started, you know, churn up again. The rumors start. And then I had heard about a month before that we got it. We're definitely going to get a piece. And that was pretty exciting from pretty good sources that are pretty locked in, not usually wrong. <laughs> and, and, and then the day it happened, it was still like, you know, it was still like Christmas morning when you heard the big report the night before um, it was announced. I think it was uh, maybe Chris Johnson in Canada might have had the the breaking news tweet okay. um, who said, yeah, the ESPN will have a part of it. And then just wait and see what it was. And we got the A package, as they say, we got the slightly better of the two packages. We got four of the seven Stanley cups. Yep. Uh, a lot of exclusive ESPN Plus games, so those fans will have to get ESPN Plus if they want to see a few of their favorite teams' games. That probably could cause some confusion early in the season. They're sitting down to watch their Avalanche or their yeah. Red Wings, or and they're <laughs> like, "Where's the game? ESPN Plus? What's that? How do I get that?" Yeah. Call, their, call their younger, you know, their son or their daughter. <laughs> How do I get this? <laughs> so uh, I, I've been recommending a PSA of some sort to give people an idea. Here's how you stream. You can you can watch it on your TV. It doesn't mean you have to watch on your phone or your tablet. You can get a Fire Stick or a Roku, and it goes right in your television, and you can watch the game and television and uh, your streaming services. So that could cause some issues early. Yeah. Uh, but looking forward, uh, like I said, that seems like the company's all in. It's exciting. Our new studio I saw yesterday, that's going to be looking pretty good as well. So, uh, yeah, I can't wait to get going.
0: That's awesome. And, and you know, with the NHL, I mean, I think it was a no-brainer to at least, you know, negotiate and try to get it back to, to ESPN. And they're, and they're bringing the music back, right? Didn't I yeah. hear? Yes. Yeah, we brought
1: it back for the Frozen Four a few years ago, and that really excited people. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, um, we, are, we are bringing back the, uh, you yeah, know, I think it's digitally enhanced because that was, prop, you know, Right. That was yeah. uh, way back in the day, just as the internet was uh, upon us. So yes. I, the music is back.
0: That's awesome. So, you know, with the NHL, you know, the, the, one of the big issues is expanding the fan base and how to get those casual fans tuned in more on a consistent basis. You know, clearly ESPN has the reach, so they yep. can do that. So, I, I mean, as much as you can talk about it, like it, what, what's the plan for, for ESPN? Is it just cover sports the way that they normally do? Or uh, is there something in the hopper to to kind of try to broaden the the horizons and, and bring in those casual fans more consistently?
1: Yeah, you know, like you said, you mentioned our reach and our brand. You know, we're in hotel rooms or when you walk in the airport, ESPN's usually on at the bar. We're kind of like the landscape of America. If you look up, and you're going to see it. And that was one of the frustrations with NBC when they first got the package. A lot of hotels didn't have the NBC Sports Network. Right. And then this year it's go it's going away. Uh, mm-hmm. The whole the network's evaporating. So that was uh, when that news broke, that probably made it look pretty good that we were going to get a good package of the games at least. Um, I thought they might get the other half, but they didn't, uh, we, you know, our streaming capabilities and technology that they, they, uh, they, you know, they, they really, uh, you know, invested in that BAM tech uh, a while back when the baseball owners got together and started their streaming and make, end up making, tons of money yeah ESPN slowly started taking that over and I think that, and now they're a majority owner and um because they saw the future coming and so once obviously the people cutting the cord accelerated they try to offset that with streaming and Disney plus and ESPN plus and the Hulu package bundle is pretty good um I get it I pay for it and, <laughs> uh, and uh so uh yeah so to get those three things you get a lot of tv with just those just those three channels and uh and at a pretty good price 14 bucks or something yeah. So um so yeah so that that's the future and you know and obviously you know they want people to get espn plus so they're gonna they pay a good price to put exclusive games on there so you gotta get it um and we'll see if how many people do if it helps subscriptions and and how people uh they, they you know consume it but yeah and in terms of doing the games we certainly are pushing the nhl to try to give us more access give us more leeway to try things and um yeah but i think the most important thing is just to show a good game for the base um, the casual fans either going to watch it or not. There's not much more we can do except doing mm-hmm. a really good professional job um, to get people to watch. Then, like you said, our reach, our brand, maybe how we try to show and call the games a little bit. But, but it's never going to look that much different. I think the game's a great TV game. I think it looks yeah. great on televisions. And, uh, and so, you know, it's a young demographic. So, yeah, I'm hoping that we'll see a slight push and growth with it. And, and however we can help, we will.
0: One of the things that I think the NHL struggles with, at least, you know, compared to the other sports, is is promoting like the individual stars. Yeah, for sure. And it's a and it's a it's a team's, it's probably, you know, every sport is a team sport. Right. Um, but ESPN, you know, I think that's where you think it could get divisive because fan the hardcore fans, you know, want it to be uh, you know, the 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 team sport that it always has been. Um what ESPN Does is cover obviously the leagues and they do a good job of promoting the individuals right uh do you think that they can then do that better kind of take it and run uh a little bit better than the nhl has been doing over the past however many years
1: yeah and i've always contended that leagues don't really have too much say in that like you said it's more up to the media and the advertisers you know who pay peyton manning all those years all that money to do ads and so he's his face is on doing those commercial but those are companies paying him for his services now i'm sure mm-hmm. in some situations the leagues can help foster those relationships and that happens And that happens with the nhl right. um i think alex petrangelo had some sort of i think car ad or something yeah i think it was honda <laughs> yeah we've seen a couple of those um progressive uh insurance spots that some ho- hockey players have done um which makes sense so yeah i think it To push that, and like I said, this this uh, weekly hockey show we're going to do. Hopefully, we'll do some human interest stuff, and we can throw that on all all kinds of social media. Um, But the players have such a great ability to market themselves now. That's where it's going anyway. You know, there's less locker room access. Um, Players, you know, they have large followings on social media. Austin Matthews, it's massive on Instagram, and Uh especially he's active on there. And uh, so you know, they they can do a lot of that themselves now. And so people are going to get to know these. Now it is filtered by them, as opposed to the. You know that's why some media are fighting to still stay in the locker room to get quotes. Right. Um, I still think though the media will have chances to get to know a guy. It doesn't have to be in the locker room after the game. It certainly should have access during practice and then be able to set up lunches or whatever with these guys to do human interest stories. Um, if if they're comer- if they're you know consumers, that's something they want to consume. Whatever. Sure kind of media it is so yeah i i always thought that you know there's not much the league can do it's really how the media covers them and they could try to throw guys out there but you're right there is a tug in the culture of hockey where it is the team first and that's for some of us that's a huge attraction to the league it's Mm -hmm. one reason why we watch it's why we're loyal we like that part So if you abandon that, could you lose some people as you gain people? So that, that, that's the, that's the slope, but yeah, as long as you, it's a TV show first, I've, I've been writing about that since I started writing my hockey column in 2001, um, uh, you know, I said, these games are TV shows and and that's what the league has to understand. And everybody has to understand how we can make that TV show two hours long, which is a great window. It's a, you know, a unique thing that hockey has a great TV window. It's not a four hour baseball game. It's not a three forty five college football game. It's two hours and 10 minutes, you know, how long it's going to last. And that's, and you can, I would market that more too and package that. And a lot of things you can package and market and, uh, but I certainly do hope the way if we, we can make these games seem big, these hockey games seem big, which is what we do. We do TV pretty well. We do it every day more than anybody ever has. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, hopefully that, that will help a little bit. Yeah.
0: All right. So John and I are about to dive into some Colorado Avalanche talk. But before we do that, I gotta let you guys know about the best tasting protein bar on the market, and you know it, and it is a Built Bar. And Built Bar has so many delicious flavors, there is something for everyone. And when you talk to Built Bar fans, they are all passionate about their favorites. And you can pick yours between flavors such as coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, and make sure to sign up for their emails because they will constantly send you the new flavors when they are available and kind of the limited edition flavors, which are fantastic. So, and not only are built bar flavors the best tasting, but they are healthy 17 to 18 grams of protein calories range from 130 to 180, only four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams of net carbs, amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. So if you go to BuiltBar.com right now, use the promo code locked 15, you'll get 15% off of your order. Once again, that promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And finally, BetOnline.ag, and it is that time of year. Football is back. Well, after another week, it will officially be back. So why not? Sign up with BetOnline.ag at your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this year. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest. Open now at BetOnline. And be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo if you make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Buccaneers and the Cowboys. If you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25. It's for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. So from football, basketball, boxing, hockey, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, it's your online sportsbook experts. All right, let's get back to Bucci and talk some Avalanche. All right, uh, let's move over to the Avalanche then, specifically, and kind of talk about the team, some individual players. Um, the team has a different look this year, at least in the depth department. Yeah. Um and you know the top guys are still the top guys. Those guys are going to you know run the show. But do you think the moves that they made uh you know, well the players that they lost um and then the moves that they made to kind of fill in those spots is that a big question mark for this team this year? Is it as cut and dry as them being, you know, uh, not want to say head and shoulders above the league, not that they were last year, but people expected them to do what they did in the regular yeah. season. People are expecting to do that again this year, but is it going to take time with these depth players to really start gelling and, you know, how, how could it look overall for them?
1: Yeah, it could. I mean, you know, their Vezinus finest goalie is the finalist goalie is gone. You know, you don't know. Um, and so that, that's a big adjustment. He was, he's really coming into his own. That was a guy that you probably could count on to definitely play really well. No problem um obviously brandon sod really had a nice year and a good playoff he was really productive in the playoffs don score is a really good player that was a that was a great pickup he had two good years scoring continues to go up his whole career he's in his late 20s now he's a sturdy guy dependable and uh you know you're gonna miss someone like that for sure so yeah you know the the big line can't get any better really they are what they are and so yeah there's always questions we see with the penguins throughout the years the years the penguins had good depth they could Compete for a cup, and it goes down, and they're and they're off for a couple of years, and they try to find that guy, you know, and they, and uh, you know, get someone like Patrick Hornquist and boom, he comes in two more cups because he was like a perfect guy they needed. So that's the job of the GM. That's the job of Joe Sakic is to is to put that team together to complement the top line, go from there, and then of course the back end too. Graves was just a really great guy to have on the PK, and he just big guy did a lot of stuff, uh, threw his body around. And um, so that's, you know, amongst all that little skill that they have. So uh, that that, that was the guy also that, you know, you you look at as you you can miss. And the replacements can always look good on paper, but you just don't know how it fits. When you know it fit well last year, Certainly it didn't, you know, after winning six straight playoff games and then losing that uh, series, that's not how you thought it was going to go. And that was very disappointing. Mm -hmm. So you could argue, well, obviously that team wasn't good enough. So we have to change it uh, in some ways. And that that's true. But you know what you had, like you said, you had a great regular season um, and you've got to assume they would have come back and done it again. Very similarly and maybe a little bit better at the end. So, uh, yeah, I think there are question marks.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned the goalie situation, um, you know, a lot, a lot of people, it was so that day was crazy because yeah, they got Landis signed, which a lot of people were thinking, you know, they were kind of just assuming he's not coming back. Then they sign him, And then a lot of people were just assuming group hours coming back. He leaves. Yeah. So people were really, you know, they, they started the day happy then around lunchtime, they were angry. And then around dinner time they had gotten Kemper. And people are kind of thinking like he, I don't want to say could, could, I mean, he could fare better than Grubauer based solely on this Avalanche defense. Do you think that is legit? Or is it another thing where he's a new guy in a, in a, a, a new team? Um, and he's, yeah, he's going to have to, you know, figure out how to play with this team before it could it get. Bad before it gets good, I guess, with, with comfort.
1: I don't think so. Like you said, he's had some – you know, he's, he's had a nice little career. Um, he's not fully invested. He's new. So there will be some adjustments. These guys, they'll, they'll figure that out. I'm not worried about that. He's got, Like you said, he's got a good defense in front of him, um, a real good team in front of him. And so uh, I would expect him to play very well. But, you know, some guys do put pressure on themselves, and they go up to a weird start and then they're kind of fighting it and then you play a backup and or you get an early injury so yeah there's a lot can happen i mean it's sports and there's no guarantees um and that but that's why you know grubauer is just kind of growing with the organization and they brought him along he was a guy that was pretty well thought of in washington as a backup and and everybody knew about him i had heard he was going to go to vegas because um They seem like they had interest in him, but so you kind of like to grow and, you know, take those disappointments that you had as a team and then you make that next step. You know, you need that disappointment sometimes to come together, do some introspection, figure it out, get him, get better that you might not have gotten better. And in the long run, you might be a better player and a better team. So yeah, no, I, I, I think they have to, they feel somewhat good about Kemper. Um, Um, But again, until the games actually start and he's now playing for an organization that expects to win the Stanley Cup and not the Coyotes, it's a little easier to play (laughs) for a team like the Coyotes. There is no pressure. There's no press media pressure. That's easy to perform, is it? Now, if they don't win the cup, it's a disappointment. Let's face it. That's where the Avalanche are. They're one of those handful of teams where if they don't win the Stanley Cup, it's a it's a big disappointment because they know they can. So, yeah, that that until the new players get that and how they perform with that, we don't know.
0: And it's so. I mean, it's what I love and what I hate about hockey is because yeah, they they are expected to. I don't want to say expected to win the cup, but like you said, be one of those teams that competes yeah. for it. And they're struggling to get out of the second round for the past number of seasons. And it could happen again. They could get eliminated in the first round because that's the beauty of hockey. Right. Uh, and you just, you, you just don't know. So you got to let the games play out and, and really see what happens. Yeah. They could do it. And if they do it, people will be like, yeah, that's, you know, they, they, they have a really good team. Uh, if they don't, people would be like, yeah, that's hockey. So you just have no idea.
1: No, you don't. Know, yeah, you know, and Vegas will be good again, um, but you know they will have a bit of a re- revenge factor there, and they, they got to figure out how to how to beat them. And they certainly they're certainly right there with them, and they're going to have questions, obviously trading away Mark Andre Fleury and giving the job to Leonard. So um, yeah, it, it's 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 an exciting season. Um, it is because of the hard salary cap. Every once in a while, every couple years, a team's going to have big changes. This is how it goes. You can't pay everybody. Mm-hmm. And they felt Groubar was a bit too high, I guess. And obviously Landeskog went to an area that it's going to be hard for him to live up to that contract, really statistically. But we know what an important player he is, and mm-hmm. and uh, that's the kind of guy you're going to win with. And 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 they don't want to go backwards at this point. You know, you want to take yeah. advantage of McKinnon's prime and even McCar's prime. You know, hockey players' primes are in their early twenties. That's their prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Bobby Orr's was flying through the air. He was 21 years old when Wayne Gretzky scored 92 goals he was 21 years old like this is a young man's sport mm-hmm. and you can be in your prime 20 to 25 that's when you're your fastest and strongest and most durable and most stamina so you want to take advantage of those years because then then you increase your window you know on the back end and uh you know for Crosby to get that cup early then he can build on that and you know boom he's got more now you know yeah. so uh so that's why you want to get one early if you can because then you can increase that window and get the, your organization multiple cups which is really cool
0: bobby Orr was 21 at that, that <laughs> picture yeah i may 10th 19 uh
1: 19, may 10th 1970 so i think wow. is yes he was like 20 21 21 years old right around there wow i didn't know that yeah that's crazy yeah
0: um you know you mentioned mckinnon Landiscog is the so here uh, the yes or no the McKinnon, Ranton, and Landis guy line, best line in hockey.
1: Yes, I think they are. You know, certainly that Bergeron, Pasternak, Marchand line is right there. Right. Um, just because Marchand, I think he's – I don't know if the Bruins would trade him for just about any other winger. You know, maybe Kucherov and Ranton. That's it. What a complete amazing player. Pasternak, Pasternak is a elite you know, sh- shooter of the puck, you know, he's like a hundred mile an hour baseball pitcher the way he, you know, him and Ovi on that offs, that, that one time around the off wing, there's nothing like it, you know, and so then, of course, Bergeron, the two-way play in the middle and providing some offense on the bumper position, probably a little more dangerous uh, than Orlando Scog from that, you know, he can score from distance from 20 feet out and win big face-offs. So that line, but, you know, they're starting to creep up in age now that line, especially, you know, they're getting the mid thirties now for Bergeron and yeah. Marcian's a couple years behind. They're an amazing shape. Like they're complete fitness freaks. That's why they're extending their careers. Um, so that line's certainly right there, but yeah, I mean, you know, once McKinnon gets going, he is he's such a wagon. He gives Ranton so much room. And Ranton's lucky to play with him. And just mm-hmm. like you know, and uh, and McKinnon's lucky to play with Ranton and and uh, and Landis Scott is that guy, again, not a prolific goal scorer, uh, Landis Scott. not a dynamic offensive player but he's good. He's perfect for those guys do a lot of dirty work around the net and continue to set the example of do whatever it takes to win the cup. And that's his job. Uh, That's ultimately his job to show that commitment as in fitness in the locker room, uh, staying calm, which is a very important thing to do when you're a professional athlete. That's what Bergeron does so well Uh, What Crosby really does so well off ice, you know, stay calm. It's a long year. Stay with it. You know, McKinnon's probably still a little bit, To a hot, sometimes you know, I love the passion. It's what I love about them. I love the (laughs) hairs, but it's a, it's a. I always tell people you can make a baby when the when the regular season starts. You can construct a human life before you raise the Stanley Cup. That's a long (laughs) time. That's a long time. So uh, a woman will give birth before that cup is raised. Pregnant on opening night. So like you got to like you got to be really go through the highs and lows and just really, uh, and then peak at the right time to have the energy left to really go and to figure it out. You know, it got frustrating for McKinnon after a great start in the playoffs last year. He's got to somehow, okay, now what do I do? They're not going to let me just go right through the neutral zone. i mm-hmm. got to get to the front of the net, do something else. And that's where experience comes in. So yeah, he's one of my favorite players. And I, I, I think he'll figure it out. And just to see him at the Olympics is also really exciting. This yes. Yeah for Abraham and McDavid and those guys some who will play together and it's gonna be pretty cool uh,
0: now every single time the Stanley Cup is raised I'm gonna be thinking a lot of baby babies were born,
1: babies were born. <laughs> was raised.
0: Uh, so I'm gonna steal a, a question from the great uh, Stephen Colbert and uh, phrase it a different way so uh, Cal McCarr, greatest defenseman in the league or <laughs> the greatest defenseman in the league.
1: Uh, he's amazing He's uh, you know his college coach Greg Carville says he's he's Connor McDavid skating on the back end you know he's the uh, best the best skater of all the uh, of all the NHL defensemen um, just just a freak yeah, and that's really the strength of his game. Um, you know shoots it well with the wrist shot obviously he creates so much time and space with that skating he can make plays. He uh, yeah, couldn't shoot a one- timer in college it was funny he was very self-conscious about his one- timer he wouldn't even try. Huh uh really? coach Carville talked about it at the time but you see him now He has worked on it and he certainly has a very reliable uh you know one-time uh clapper now on the power play for for the avalanche what you have yeah. to do against these goaltenders east west passing quick and far to create that move and you got to get that thing away right away so um yeah certainly uh the way he skates um makes him the, definitely the best skating defense there's a lot of good ones and plus his age is pretty good too again he's right in that prime he's yep. other guys can start start to slow down hitting their 30s but he's he's a he's full go now all gas and so um, yeah um, he, norris trophy will be in his future
0: I, but you mentioned the norris trophy i have said many times in the show uh norris definitely i don't you think he could be up for a heart at some point in his career
1: be tough just because they're in the McDavid era. You know right. like they are in the Michael Jordan era they're, those in the Tiger Woods era. They're not going to win as much because these freaks are playing the same time they are. It's just a tough break, you know. And of course McKinnon too. You know, when McKinnon gets going, um, you know, he he's just a, a massively important player, but you're right. Defenseman, you know, there was a time that like, you know, catchers in baseball won MVPs because they knew how <laughs> the position was, you know, Yogi right. and Roy Campanella well, like multiple MVPs because they know that they're involved you know, in every pitch of the game on defense and, and uh, they have to throw guys out. They call the game. Um, not as much anymore, but, uh, and they have to hit. So, you know, that's, and so for for a defenseman who can score, provide offense, but defend, play more than forwards do, mm-hmm. um, but still they, they're going to go forwards and scoring usually for MVP. So it's, you know, to play with Austin Matthews, who I think is going to score 700 goals in his career. Yeah. He'll go down as number one American of all time. You know, again, in the McDavid era, they're still young. It's, it's going to be tough for a, a defenseman like McCarr to do it, but you never know. You have that one year where everything Goes and your team is the president's trophy, and the other guys might have an injury where they miss 15 games and their numbers are down a bit. It's possible. And uh, he's certainly the kind of guy that can.
0: Yeah. And like you said, you know, there's ups and downs to the season. And a defenseman, because we're in the, you know, McDavid era, they need to be almost pitcher perfect all season long.
1: You can't have a slump. Yeah. It's
0: tough. Uh, And I know this is a trivial thing, but, you know, with with rankings and stuff like that, Connor McDavid, obviously, always at the top. And then most of them, you know, Nathan McKinnon, number two. And is it one of those things where like, if McKinnon gets a cup first, you might start seeing him number one on the list because of that.
1: Yeah. it's just like the Crosby Ovechkin debate, even though that's, you you know, um, two different positions, center and wing, the center is always going to be more valuable because they do more and more responsibility. Right. Um, But yeah, once Crosby started, you know, have that early success, very early success, uh, you know, winning winning his his first Stanley Cup at a, at a young age, and uh, and then adding a couple more. So yeah, he's always going to have that slight nudge. Um, but you know, when they're all said and done, they're probably going to be pre- pretty even, just because you know Ovechkin's probably going to break Wayne Gretzky's goal record. Think so. Plays till he's forty, won't be a problem. He's just gotta average thirty-three goals a year. You know, he's gonna blow by that the next two or three years and see how much cushion he has. And then in will have one more year when he's thirty-eight, he'll score like, you know, forty goals or thirty-seven. You know, Brett Hall did it. Brett and Shannon had a big year. Uh that's when I did when I made my projection for him to break Greske's record. I did that. I did that about 12 years ago uh, after his third or fourth year in the league. Yeah. If you Google Butchergrass Ovechkin goal record, I wrote a column, I think it was 2009 uh, because he, you know, he was young. He was 23, 24. And I just, I went through the projections and I looked at history, like, you know, what he was doing at the time and, and kind of went up and down then once they hit 30 i try to look other guys like phil esposito what was what i look at his career and he oh he had a 40 goal year when he was like 34 okay he then he could do that sure like i said i mentioned the hall year and the and the shanahan late 30s these guys will have everything go in and they'll get a year where they get 35 you know 40 goals at an advanced age when he doesn't move as well because slap shots age well they don't they don't start they, they, they shoot just as hard when they're 42 than they do when they're 30 just about. and if they lose one mile an hour it's 98 instead of 90 <laughs> and you can stand in front of the net and you can stay be you can be stationary he scores from a stationary position and as he gets older he'll start to get closer to the net and with those hands get those little goals right around the net so he'll yeah. adjust his game get to the net and so that's what i think he'll do and plus he's durable like he's you know yeah. he's a lebron james durable he just doesn't get hurt you know he's no. a tank so that's why i think so once he so if he he, if he gets that record now him and crosby are really right there Mm. you know just about one two but still again because crosby has three and the gold medals and the gold medal moment you know overtime gold medal uh winning goal um and everything else, he'll probably finish slightly above Ovechkin. So that's kind of where you're right, though. If McKinney can get going and and win cups, and uh, maybe even a scoring title, or you know, a shard trophy or two, um, yeah, he he he, that, he has a chance to do yeah. it.
0: Yeah, definitely. And you know, we kind of started about the the depth players, and um, you know, I think what the avalanche might have in store for some of these young guys that they've been stockpiling for all these years. And it's yeah. like, now we need to see what they can do. Um, any of them, or is it just the, 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 you know, the, the big guys, the, the big young guns, I would say, like, you know, the Alex new and Bowen Byrams that you're, you're looking forward to, or is there any yeah. other people in the, you know, the, the crop that the avalanche have that could make a dent this year?
1: Yeah, that's the thing. You just don't know, right? You, you, you draft these guys, and are they are they going to be a good player? Are they again a guy like you know like David Posternock, the Bruins got him in the twenties. Yeah, and so you know, and he turns out to be really uh, one of the best goal scorers in hockey, like a top ten player. Um, there's no way they thought that was going to happen. You know, that's a, you know, w- w- William Niederlander was taken well before he was, and people thought he'd be much better. You know, he's not in the same neighborhood. So, how good will Alex Newhook be? Will he be a uh, a number two center on a bad team a number two center on a good team will he ever be a number one guy that could maybe you put, you know, will, could someone ascend to go bef- between McKinnon and Ranton in the, in, the, in the future or mm-hmm. something like that. So, yeah, you just don't know. You know, you have to wait and see how these young guys, how they slot. You know, they have some guys have first line potential. You see it like David Krejci was a great number two center on a really good team like the Bruins. That, that was a perfect spot for him. If he was on a bad team, he was the number one guy. He'd get the best matchups, the best defenseman, the best checking line. He would have got more power play time, which he didn't get a lot of in Boston, but uh, that cost you points in your career but you know that was a perfect slot for him so yeah you just got to wait and see how guys slot are they comfortable playing a three four defenseman pairing um do they want to be one two so there's a lot of team dynamics involved as you take on this young skill and then how they re and and how they fit in and a lot of it is how you fit in with where the team is at the time like this team being a stanley cup threat like i mentioned um so yeah until it happens until they produce. you know, you have to see, will they put up numbers? You know, they all, they all look good that first year when they're new and and different number, different uniform, different name on the back. And they do a couple things, but can they do it over that long haul like we talked about and be a, a really good, Point producer, and then, then a playoff performer, which is what you have to be. You have to make the playoffs. You know that's certainly you have to get in the tournament, but then you have to perform in the tournament. So you kind of build your team yeah. two ways at once. You got to get enough points to get in, and then once you're there, you got to have the kind of players who perform in the playoffs because not, not all players do. You know, some get better, some get worse, and uh, you want the guys who are true grinding playoff players, not roller, you know, not roller hockey players who can put up some numbers during the regular season, but come playoff time, they're not going to show up
0: and just disappear basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I mean, like you said, the season's right around the corner. Do you, Is there a start date for whenever anything's getting going on ESPN or has that not been announced yet or,
1: or what? Just, you know, just obviously, um, you know, opening night, is uh, October 12th. I think I am doing a hockey <laughs> show uh, the previous Thursday, October the 7th. So I think that's some sort of preview show we're doing on this new show I told you about. Okay. And um, I, don't know if, I don't know if it airs that day. If there'll be multiple airings, hopefully there will be. Maybe throw it on Plus. But yeah, so we'll, we'll have something there. We're not doing any preseason games. I know no? that. Okay um i think tnt's doing one i heard that through the grapevine but um i don't we aren't so uh yeah we'll just hopefully have this little preview hockey show and then hit the ground running october 12th with a double header pittsburgh and tampa bay game one and then las vegas and uh Seattle. seattle first game for the kraken game number two
0: and first year uh stanley cup is with you guys right
1: We'll have the Cup in the fall, yeah. Our next spring, I should say, we'll have the All-Star game as well. Um, TNT will have the outdoor game. Uh, I'm not sure about those Stadium Series games. Not okay. sure what's up with those. If, if they have those as well, if that's part of the deal, or if we have one, they have, well, I think there's going to be one, and uh, I think there's going to be a Saber Maple Leaf game in Hamilton, uh, up in Canada. Um, I don't know if that. I don't think that has been officially announced. No, I heard rumors of that too. I don't know if it's been officially happening. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's happening. And uh, what was the other one too? Target Field, right? I think it was a Target Field game. Yeah,
0: you're right. Minnesota. Ugh, is, that,
1: is that the Winter Classic? Maybe that's the Winter Classic.
0: I think Final. it. I think it is. Like, I think that that was supposed to be. Last year, and then it was canceled. And, and so they, they...
1: the stadium series game too this year. I know there's somewhere else in America, I think there's a, a stadium hockey game. Um, I'm not sure if that's been announced. I can't remember off the top of my head where that might be. But yeah, okay. so a couple of things like that, which are cool. And um, All right. yeah, we'll see how it goes. It's you know, this is, you know, hockey usually has only one broadcast uh, entity doing the game, so there's not really competition. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. You know, here for the first time, really, I I don't know when the last time two different networks both did hockey games. Um, it's been a long time. Um, and so this, it'll be cool. You know, TNT will have their presentation, their studio show with Wayne Gretzky and, and, uh, Keith Jones and Darren Pang we will have ours with Mark Messier, Chris Chelios, Barry Melrose, Kevin Weeks. Um, so, you know, it, it, it when you have another, someone else doing it, it pushes you. So that's yeah. cool. So sure. I, I like that competition. It's good. It's good for us because there's more jobs. So, uh, you know, yeah. Um, it's always good for people in our business, to, in any business, the more jobs, the better. So, uh, yeah, so it's going to be a fun, interesting new type of uh, new media uh chapter for the nhl with two partners two people who do a lot of good sports you know tnt does a great job with the nba and baseball playoffs um so you know in the spring your nba playoffs and the stanley cup playoffs are on two networks back and forth and we'll cross promote we'll say hey game four is on tnt tomorrow and they'll say hey game three is on espn tomorrow so that's the way we can so people know they can just go where the games are going to be i think a lot right. of times people did not know where the game was cnbc msnbc yes. where's that you know now you know and yeah. ESPN, espn 2 or you know TNT probably, and yeah. uh, that's pretty
0: cool. I think sometimes it was on the USA Network. USA
1: like, sometimes, I, yeah,
0: I <laughs> it was we'll a Nickelodeon. A couple
1: of- <laughs> yeah, so this will be a little easier.
0: Yeah, I was. was did ESPN have NHL when, when Versus? Remember Versus? Uh, was no, uh...
1: we, our last year was 2004. We lost the uh, – that's when the contract ended. And then there was a lockout, and then yes. the lockout ended, and so it canceled season, 04, 05. And then this – okay, they announced they're coming back, but there was no TV deal yet because ours had expired. And then, yeah, unfortunately, our, our uh, people at the time on top uh, kind of threw a low ball off at them mm. and uh, trying to get it for nothing. And then versus at the last minute, it was August, and they needed a TV deal. And so here comes Versus. And, uh, it was actually OLN at the time. It was the Outdoor Light. That's life
0: right. Group. That's right. Yeah. I
1: mean, fishing. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. It looked like a supermarket uh, logo in the upper left hand corner. Like, <laughs> the corner, like <laughs> And then they changed your name to Versus. They right. asked about it. And rebranded everything, the NBC Sports Network and you know, everything. So, uh, and and yeah, so it was kind of a rough start there uh, in the early going with uh, with with that new after post lockout. So this time, a yeah. little stronger position. Two very strong companies, Turner and ESPN, who do sports very well. And and uh, so I think the league is very happy and see where they can where this can go. Huh.
0: And finally, I, I always like asking anybody that comes on, like what what's the, what's their their most prized possession of, of, hockey memorabilia that they, they owned. So I'm sure you have some awesome things. So.
1: I'm soft. Not a lot. That picture of my son right there. Is that
0: what that, I was wondering what that was. Okay.
1: When he was a Bantam, uh, yeah. that's when he, a Bantam, just uh, uh, eighth grade. And uh, that, that might've been freshman year. Cause yeah, he played Bantam in the fall then went out for the high school team. As freshman. Okay. So I, I miss watching him play. And um So yeah, my my favorite stuff is my kids' hot little hockey cards or that picture or some things. But uh, yeah, I got some yeah I got some nice Bobby Orr autograph stuff. I kind of know Bobby a little bit. He lives here near me on Cape Cod, so I always get a couple of things from him. Um, there's probably some things I'm, I'm kind of forgetting, you know, my, uh, mural call and ice autograph team thing, which is really cool. I like I usually want to go to these charity events. I'll try to buy a, a live auction or a silent auction item, yeah. uh, you know, to, to make a donation and to take something cool home and a Wayne Gretzky autograph Ranger Jersey, which is really nice and mm. got that frame. But yeah. Um, and some old programs when I was a kid goal magazines from the seventies when I was a little kid going to games in Pittsburgh. Wow. And, uh, so a little thing, I have a rugged really hockey, uh, sports card collection hockey cards football cards baseball cards going back to the 60s and 70s so get some pretty cool hockey cards from the 70s wow. and, and mint condition in a really good shape and so at some at some point i need to display them and bring them out but uh but yeah and it'd be but it'd be good cool to you know being back in the game now getting your press passes for the all-star game or the finals <laughs> i love collecting those you know maybe get someone once in a while to sign it but uh yeah, it, it's really great to be back in the game and, and back yeah. in the world. It'd be a, It's so cool being a rights holder. You can go wherever you want. It's backstage passes, mm, right? <laughs> you get access to players and and stuff. So it, it's really cool when you cover a sport to be the rights holder. And uh, it's extend uh, you your posture is a little, little taller, you know. And uh, right, <laughs> you really get to some cool. Like back when we had it, you know, just to to meet some of the people and the music acts at play, and you're right back there backstage, and pretty cool. That's awesome.
0: Is is Aura your favorite all time? You mentioned him a couple of times. No, either. he
1: was you know, he was a lit I was a little young. So for him, you know, like I said, when he won his Stanley Cups, I was four and six. So I don't really okay. remember. I remember the aura for sure. Right. Uh, especially because I listened to games on the radio with my dad, so these guys had a real mythical figure to them. Um, but now that I in, but now that I know him, just the whole story, is he kind of is like the guy yeah. for me. But, you know, my, my era was more Cam Neely, uh, the the '80s, late '80s guys that were kind of end up being my age, like my peers, guys who were the, I was a 25 year old guy rooting for 25 year old hockey players. You know, yeah, kind of it was kind of when you're that age, that's when I think your fandom's really good because you look at those guys like their peers. And I'm sure that's what why hockey's popular with men and women now from age 18 to 32 because that's just you know they they look like normal guys they look look like you could be your friend uh you know they're usually pretty self-deprecating and humble so you feel like they're very relatable like that little that guy could literally be my my brother or my best friend or a future husband you know if you're you (laughs) uh, you know and uh that's part of it and uh and so um yeah so it's pretty cool that uh uh, so those guys for me are, and now, and then I start to work for them. Like, you know, Ray Ferraro was, you know, he's a little old, a couple years older than me, but he was a guy in the NHL when I was a young guy. And now I work with them
0: you know, yeah.
1: and now, you know, Messier and Chelios, these are like, you know, these are like my peers and now, now they're yeah. long in a way. So yeah, right. uh, cool. you know, to, to get to, you know, to get to know Mark Messier, I haven't seen him yet. Um, Chris Chelios, I work with him at the world cup it's you know, you know, to get them and to go out after and have a drink and hear their stories. It's like, that's the best part of this that's job. It's gotta
0: be awesome. Oh you know, my God.
1: All the stuff, You know, all the off the record stories they can tell are just
0: <laughs> absolutely bold. <laughs> Is that like you mentioned like the age of these guys and, and we've said it many times today that, you know, their primes are their young 20. Is that, does that get like strange at all that, you know, I turned 40 in February yeah. and you know, me talking about, you know, I, I, I and I've said this on, 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 a, on a number of shows, like I don't really have favorite players anymore, Yeah, but you, you're, you're rooting so hard for guys like Nathan McKinnon and Kel McCarr who are 22 years old. I yeah. mean, it's just, you know, it, it it's
1: it's well for me now, they're kind of my son's age, which is kind of cool. Like I have a twenty-nine-year-old son, a twenty-seven-year-old daughter, and twenty-two-year-old son. So now I look at them like an Austin Matthews. He's almost like a you know, I communicate with him a little bit on you know DM and Twitter and stuff once in a while. I don't right. push it and hit once and uh, so we kind of communicate and so he's like he's like almost like a son to me. Like I try to look at him. I'm not gonna be his best buddy, I'm not gonna converse with him like i would converse with someone my age back then or now with messier you know he's a he's a younger guy and he's still learning and and i'm i'm gonna just if anything try to be a little bit of a mentor for him and a measured kind of uh, buddy mm-hmm. or a friend um or uh whatever so yeah so, so it's like i think maybe you'll start seeing that as you get older you'll see okay now these guys are almost you're still like the older brother for some of these guys yeah <laughs> Uh, Maybe they're a very older brother. (laughs) It might've been the mistake for you, but uh, but yeah, you'll make those little things and you'll always just, uh, you know, I mean, you can still, like I said, I'm even on my mid fifties. I, I, I get excited watching Austin Matthews. Like I do root for kind of guys like him and Patrick Kane, you know, his, his unique play. And when a new guy comes up on the scene to kind of, you know to, to, to kind of decorate the league with new talent a new name you know all every that's what's cool about hockey it's you know it's like going back to school in college it, there's a new class every year and it gets and like a whole new group of people coming in a whole new potential new friends and then for yeah. hockey your new hockey friends yeah. just a, a new guy who's just a little different that's what makes austin matthews is so unique there's never been anyone like austin matthews got a mexican mom grew up in scottsdale arizona mm. whoever thought that could that was possible 20 years ago that the best player in the game the best goal scorer would grow up in Scottsdale Arizona like 15 years ago that would not even be plausible yeah um and so you know the game gets richer and richer because of that and someone like Connor McDavid to think wow that's, there's no one who's ever skated like Connor McDavid in the history of hockey it's like what a freak and then you see Nathan playoff Nathan McKinnon when he gets going and winds up it's like there's no one ever been like <laughs> that ever so that's fun. every year we get a new wave of players that's what yeah. and that's what yeah. makes the league so interesting every year
0: yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm, you know, I can't wait, for I hate the off season, <laughs> you know? So uh, it's right around the corner. We're, we're training camp soon. Yeah. So um, it's going to be a good season. So um, I really appreciate you coming on. Good luck this year. And you want to know something that I'm surprised you haven't, haven't done yet is they have all these guest hosts for, for jeopardy. I, you would be perfect for that.
1: I, agree. I think I would have been pretty good. You know, I got the beards. So. Yeah. You know, and um, I obviously and I, I I know how to do television, and I've anchored a show for a long time, a popular show. And but I'm kind of an I'd be kind of a fresh face because most of America wouldn't know me. Well, you know, people yeah. watch Jeopardy. I'd be. You know, I
0: first. mean, if if Aaron Rodgers can do it, I mean,
1: yeah, Well, it's a little different. <laughs> Small percentage. I would be kind of like, oh, who's this guy? You know? <laughs> and I would take a kind of chill. I wouldn't try too hard, you know. And so yeah, maybe more in the Trebek, the older Alex Trebek, you know, style. So yeah, it was. just
0: uh, yeah you have the the, the gravitas as they, yeah. they say I'm
1: young enough but old enough in that perfect age to kind of do it for 15 years you know yeah years.
0: well it seems like they're yeah. don't they have to go back to getting some guest hosts because it didn't work out so well for the
1: yeah. guy yeah i'm not sure what the i'm sure they'll still take from the pool i still think in the end jenny's is going to come back and get it
0: um you do?
1: or maybe they'll give it to the woman who is going to do the special shows and go yeah uh
0: her. yeah
1: and then higher, so but it's an important, you know, it's like as you know, the people watch that show are all in, and you don't oh. want to, you don't want to. And the Jenny stuff was highly rated, I believe. And he, he's just a good link to that pass. I'm surprised yeah. he didn't go that way and play a little bit safe. Yeah. And, uh, and he could, he would have gotten better and he would have found his footing because it, and uh, so yeah, so we'll see what happens. We're talking Jeopardy now from <laughs> and Jeopardy. what a hockey <laughs> podcast,
0: right? <laughs> it's a, it's a was it, potpourri, I think, you know, potpourri of, yeah.
1: episode. So. Um, grab
0: yeah, back yeah so uh, dinner <laughs> well uh i really appreciate it and uh you know maybe good. when the season is over we'll have you back on and, and, and recap the first year back at espn
1: i like it sounds good thanks all for right. having me. no time. problem
0: good. all right we'll be right back all right so there you had everybody uh john butcher from espn can't thank him enough for uh jumping on the show it's uh Pretty amazing the the people that I've been able to interview doing this show. So it's uh, do not take it for granted at all. And yeah, if the Avs, let's let's hope they can do what people expect them to do this year and kind of make it pretty far because we will definitely have John back on uh, to talk not only Colorado Avalanche but Colorado Avalanche possibly going for a Stanley Cup win. That would be great. So. Um, that's going to be it for today, everybody. I know this is a little bit long episode, not something that I typically do, but when you have, uh, someone like John Bouchagross come on, I didn't really feel like it was necessary to split that up and make you guys wait to get a part two or anything like that. So put it all out in one episode and, uh, yeah, it's a little bit longer. I don't do that often, but I think you guys can understand why I would for this one. So. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in each and every day. It is always appreciated, uh, for we'll be back on Friday and we're going to start doing crossover episodes with other hosts from within the division. And I think for Friday, we're going to do a crossover with the locked on coyotes. So that will be this Friday. We'll talk to, um, all the hosts within the division You know, see what the teams did over the offseason, what the expectations are going into this year, and uh, yeah, get to know the rest of the division. So we'll start Friday with the Coyotes. The Arizona Coyotes, Arizona for now, at least for this year. So we'll see what happens. That will probably definitely be be discussed. So all right everybody, that's it for today. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. It's always appreciated. We'll see you guys later in the week. And here's Jovi.
1: Go, Abs, go.